This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. <laughs> Cars 3, you know what I mean? Cars 3 guy. And Willis. I'm going to watch it at some point when it comes out. You know, I watch Morbius. Like, Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. There is a battle going on between some high-end IP and some uh, more indie kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, and yeah. it's going back and forth. And really, honestly, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we have some very specific examples. Um, the Flash has released and um, is not doing so hot. No. Uh, the same with Pixar's Elemental. Um, mm-hmm. But Asteroid City which is did a limited release um, is kind of crushing it. Um, mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot more stuff in the same vein coming down the road. We're getting Craven the hunter. Uh, we're getting mm-hmm. rebel moon. We're getting avatar. The last airbender TV show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting, <laughs> and we're getting the, the reality series of squid game. Um, yes. But like lots of stuff yes. that's kind of running the spectrum of huge IP and decidedly not. Um, right. And theaters and, and streaming and TV yes. shows and reality and not like it's it's all. And plus, I will just say, we have gotten quote unquote teasers for all of these things. So yes. Um, yes. They are incoming. Su- I, well, for the most part soon. For the most part. Yeah. 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 But they definitely run the run the game. The first there, look but. stuff, obviously, Flash and Asteroid City and Elemental are already here. Already, it's yes, true. it's true. So we're, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, and we'll see. This will be a free flowing episode. Um, it will be. <laughs> but before we start flowing freely, weird. Uh, Josh, you want to run us through what's releasing this year week? I week, do this week. Yes, yes, I do. Um, because for theaters, we got two big ones. Well, we got four movies premiering total. So we have God is a Bullet, which don't know what that is, but it's premiering on the 23rd. God is a Bullet is that is that Jamie Foxx movie. Is it? Um, yeah. Let me look at the poster here. I didn't even like do that. I feel like I've seen the trailer. Well, it's Jamie Foxx, but also it's uh I can never pronounce his name. What's his name? Uh Oh, Jamie Coster Walden. Yeah. Wild Michael Al. Monroe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, it's it's a decent played. cast. I, yeah. 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 Okay. So God is a bullet is coming out. Yeah. Uh, we also have no hard feelings, which is the Jennifer Lawrence, like raunchy comedy, which I'm yep. pretty on board for, to be honest. I'm like, I, if this is good, that would be cool. I mean, we kind of yeah. like don't have movies like these anymore. Um, that are actually, good, I feel so. like, j-law feels like an odd fit in that one that's where i keep i'm like i'm into the premise but like i keep being like aren't you like not a comedic actress right right <laughs> exactly but maybe who knows who knows i haven't seen her in anything in a while so i'm hyped to see that uh and then the two big ones for me personally we have asteroid city on the 23rd and if yes, past yes. lives is getting a wide release which is amazing this is the movie that has been touted as the best movie of the year by many, many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it is another feature debut from Celine song. So I'm like, okay, this seems like, and it's a 24. So we've got a couple really good movies coming out uh, for streaming for shows. We have secret invasion hitting Disney plus on the 21st, which it's, it is we were here just saying had here no go. idea this was coming this week. Yep. Uh, but that's how they do things these days. Uh, we have the bear coming back for season two on the 22nd on Hulu, uh, which I didn't watch, but I need to. People are really like hyping the bear up. Um, Mm -hmm. we have Downey's dream cars coming to max on the 22nd. I don't know. Whatever. Let him do what he wants. (laughs) Yeah. He's having fun. He'll never need money again. Yeah. No, he will never need money again um, and will likely be seen as Iron Man again in the future because of all of this nonsense. Anyways, uh, Glamorous hitting Netflix on the 22nd. Skull Island hitting Netflix on the 22nd as well. Animated. Yeah, which I'm like, I'm all the animated stuff that Netflix does is pretty good. Tends honestly. to be really good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little hype for this. Um, 
Carpool Karaoke, the series, season five, coming to Apple TV Plus on the 23rd. And then Swagger coming back for season two on Apple TV Plus on the 23rd as well. And that's kind of it. There might be some other stuff dropping in terms of VOD releases, but it is so hard to track this shit down. Like, it's just like yeah. everyone's like, oh, we're going to decide it's today. And so here it is. That's what yep. I have for this week. A lot of interesting stuff. And without further ado, let's talk about, uh, oh, God, box office numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's do it. So, yeah, the ever anticipated Flash movie yeah. has finally arrived. Um, mm-hmm. Said by Tom Cruise and David Zasloff to be the greatest superhero movie ever. And James um, Gunn. And James Gunn. Uh, yeah, we'll put that wherever we put that. We um, will. James Gunn because David Zaslav was like say this is the best movie ever you have more clout than I (laughs) do exactly you have way more Twitter followers than me but um, anyway seems to be not so much the case or at least if it is the most amazing movie of all time um, people don't know and aren't going to see it yeah yeah Um, you want to hit us with some numbers there Josh I do so for the opening weekend um, domestically, it pulled in $55.7 million. And just for reference, Black Adam pulled in $67 million domestically yeah. on its opening weekend. Um, and Black so, Adam is kind of like an indie th- property for DC, whereas Flash <laughs> is their core, um, their core Justice League. So... Yeah, like the one of the only ones they have left still, and that yeah. was like, and and also like we've said before, this was originally titled Flashpoint. It was supposed to be. I don't know if it is the Flashpoint story, but it was supposed to be that run where it's bringing yeah. in this multiversal storytelling. As I recall, yeah. Sorry, if I could just interject no, for no, just no, a yeah. second. As I recall, it was DC originally racing to the multiverse first. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like trying to be like, because they their original layout was like, yeah, we'll get to Flashpoint and then we'll introduce this whole multiverse thing. And Marvel was still, you know, talking about phase probably four. Yeah. Talking um, about it. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they like, were no, like, no yeah, way yeah. home. None of that. Yeah. 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 Nothing like that. No multiverse of madness. Um, it was just going to be Flashpoint. And I mean, we've said on this podcast plenty of times, like it's been a nightmare production. It's been a nightmare production from every angle, literally. It's kind of crazy. Um, and so much so that to drum up hype, like like you said in the opening, like they had all of these celebrities and filmmakers and people who had who I trusted, to be quite honest, that yeah. were like, this movie is it. And it even landed Andy Muschietti, the Batman Brave and the Bold movie, which Gunn has now tapped him to direct. That's what's been said. Yeah. So and I just like, oh, the other thing was they had to put Michael Keaton in the trailer. They're like, we need to pull out all the stops and we're putting him in the trailer, not just in the trailer, but he's going to say his signature line and we're going to play the Batman theme music behind it. Like they did not wait any time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, not only Michael Keaton's Batman, but General Zod, you know, Michael Shannon's General Zod. Um, and like they released clips with Michael Keaton, like part of their promo clips were extended scenes between Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton. And it's like, right. I mean, I guess go for it. But like, you know, they needed it to do a lot. Yeah. Um, they are so, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and because I didn't round out the numbers worldwide, it pulled in $138 million for that's yeah. across Overseas yeah. and domestic, which is really not good i mean these movies at this caliber that cost 250 million dollars or more like they yeah. hope that it makes about that on opening weekend and then only yeah. expands from there well i think for this they were like aiming at trying to get like 75 million or like yeah. that's where it was tracking towards or whatever um right. and then it didn't even come close to that and yeah. if i remember the numbers correctly they had to be somewhere around like 300 to 400 million to make any money on this. Right. You know, um, and which like, nah, 
No, definitely not. And I mean, I think Black Adam topped out at about four hundred or five hundred million dollars, and probably yeah. not even. I think about four hundred million dollars is one of the bigger. That and Morbius are like the two. We really effed up on this, and it didn't make yeah. any money. Um, even Eternals made more money. So I'm curious to see what happens. The weird thing is, it's like unless you were a hardcore fan, I don't think you're going to see this movie. Yeah, I just don't. Well, and I mean, we you know we've been talking so much about this the past like few weeks. I don't think we've once mentioned that there's still another Aquaman mo- movie coming. We've heard nothing about it. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, this is just kind of like, it's like whatever at this point. Like, it's weirdly like a similar kind of vibe I get of like that mid and late, you know, 2000s. Yeah. Where we're getting like Daredevil and Elektra and Fantastic Four and like Green Lantern and all those kind of things where it's like, we're just, we've like maxed out the filmmaking ability of it not that Andy Muschietti <laughs> isn't a good filmmaker but like you know there's sure. too much going on and it's just like loss after loss after loss on this where it's just like yeah these are kind of cookie cutter and stale right even the multiversal aspect of it which was supposed to be yeah. this big exciting thing and um which it can be I mean like you look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse like there it's there you know um totally it's just if like, done well it's just the studio's kind of having a hard time with it yeah do you think if this movie completely tanks like worse than Morbius, which I, I don't know, I don't think more people are going to go see this on the weekend too. Yeah. I don't think it's going to have see, see an uptick. Yeah. Yeah. Is this which puts it be... under like a hundred million dollars domestically? <laughs> Dude, uh, if that's the case, uh, is that like, what do they do? <laughs> we'll see an article. That's like the flash passes a hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's like four weeks crazy. from now after it's yeah. hit VOD. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, keep in mind, they shelved they shelved Batgirl. They've shelved yeah. num- a numerous projects now that have cost them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this was the one that they're like, we can't. We can't do it. Would yeah. it have been better to just release this on VOD or like on... Str- like? Well, I mean, like... They're making you know, money as but, much as it's like as much as it's not a lot of money, like fifty five million dollars is still like fifty five million dollars less that you have to like take a hit on. Like it is true. making money. It's not doing anywhere what it needed to and it'll never like right. cross its thing. It's it's right. budget requirements to be profitable. But like. Right. I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see the math if it would have been better to take our tax write down considering the. Right the debt that HBO and uh, Discovery are in. I know. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, um, I want to see the repercussions of this too once the final tally comes out. And like, because this is really the last big one. Like we have nothing on the horizon. Yeah. I mean, Avengers and all of that stuff is pushed four or five years down the line. Like there's really nothing on the horizon for superhero stuff. And this was yeah. the big one of the year really i mean like aquaman blue beetle that's not gonna drum up any hype yeah this was it this is the one that has the cameos this is the one that's like their multiverse or their no way home really fucking Um, craven the hunter also somehow and the marvels let's not forget about the marvels yeah 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 like this is the thing is like they're they're still coming like i we just listed off five superhero movies that are coming in the next six months i know um but like i'm not losing my mind over any of them right yeah and i think um even even like two years ago we were still in that spot of being like "Ooh, let's watch the chong chi trailer like let's see what's going on here yeah you know? and now it's just like uh i don't really even <laughs> i don't even really care that much which is such a big shift i, I will say it's like it's one of those i do still care like i did still watch shazam you know, like I'm still interested to see what they're doing. Sure, yeah. But I'm yeah. not lining up like Thursday midnight, you know, to see any of these like I did for Avengers and for right, you know, Captain America and that kind of stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um, we can also talk about how Pixar's newest uh, listing here, Elemental. Yeah. kind of showed up without any kind of hit 
as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now this is two for two for them, I think, with Lightyear. Yeah. Of um, not doing well opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. So Elemental previous was Lightyear. Previous for, to that was Turning Red, which had its own kind of uh, thing. Right. Well, that was only that only that and Luca both released on streaming. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Um, and then like Soul and Onward were like COVID era kind of thing. Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, Elemental not doing great. I think it did. What did they say for the first week and domestically twenty nine million? Yeah. Yeah. Which is not nothing, but is not great. No, no. I mean, let me look at what uh Lightyear did 118 million opening. No, that's to date. No, so sorry, 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 sorry. That's uh That's to date. Did 50. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Lightyear then had the did Lightyear 50 name. its opening weekend. Yeah. Um And that was IP. And that was IP and yeah, we got to 118 million domestically in the 13 week run. Right. Um and like, let's keep in mind, Toy week, Story yeah. 3 made over a billion dollars. Um, yeah. Toy Story 4 made over a billion dollars. Like, and granted, again, Toy, Toy Story movies are in a league of their own, but. Sure. But so, I mean, Incredibles 2 made over a billion dollars. True, true. You know, I think so Finding, Finding Dory, Dory. did. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a, Pixar was, even with their you know, sequel or sequel to a sequel type movies. Like they were doing really well. And especially even on their, like their early, um, you know, like originals, they did really well. And they've just hit this wall where yeah. I think worldwide at this point, Elemental has made about $49 million, which is like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. I, and again, unfortunately there's no second week uptick for any movie these days. It's like a yeah. 50% drop no matter what you do. Um, yeah. Well, and so it's weird because, you know, we talk a lot about superhero fatigue with like the flash and things like that, but I'm like, I don't think elemental is suffering from like an Pixar fatigue. Like, I don't think there's Pixar fatigue. Like I don't, I'm having no like qualms with Pixar. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I really like turning red. I really like Luca. Soul is incredible. Like, you know, they're still putting out good stuff. Um, And like, you know, I think I've saved for, yeah, save for Elemental at this point. I've seen every Pixar movie. Well, I don't don't know if I, uh, every major box office one. I don't think I've seen like, you know, planes. Um, (laughs) Cars 3, you're not a big Cars 3 guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But. um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, but like Elemental, I'm just kind of like not here for. And. It might be because the storyline is very Romeo and Juliet. It's nothing that seemed mm-hmm. different to me. And I think we talked about this when we saw the first trailer. It was like, okay, this looks beautiful. The animation looks great. I'm sure it's going to be a well-crafted film, but it's not bringing anything new to the table. I know exactly what the story is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think what's happened, because like if you think about Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, The Incredibles, it's like they're very, very simple premises with characters that you can understand. When we're yeah. getting to Soul and Inside Out and Onward and this, it's like this is getting closer to what that was, but they're big, like unwieldy kind of stories that you're, you're not really sure yeah. what to think of you know like soul is a heady topic for a pixar film same with inside out and yeah i think they're people are just like where's the it's not simple enough i i I really feel like that's what pixar Mm. excelled at was simplicity and it's getting like yeah (laughs) not simple complex yeah i mean especially like Lightyear, which you kind of just said but like is is a lot yeah It, it totally is and um yeah it's like oh well this guy is who the toy was based on, but it's not, it's like, who gives a, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like this, yeah. you don't need a backstory for light years. So, um, I don't know. Cause like you said, the quality hasn't gone down, but is this something that would have benefited just hitting Disney plus? It's interesting. I think that absolutely. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. So elemental was directed by Peter Sorn. Mm-hmm. Sohn, S O H N, um, mm-hmm. who, only other directing who has been a big wig at Pixar for 
like pretty much its entire thing. I mean, he was uh, mm. an animator on Ratatouille, uh, on Wally, oh, on, you wow. know, on The Incredibles, all this kind of stuff has been back yeah. there and has been slowly like been part of it. Um, and the other thing he directed was The Good Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Which I think is like not necessarily a bad movie, but certainly a lesser Pixar movie. Totally. And I feel like this is the vibe, the same vibe we're getting off of that is like, yeah, like this is like, okay, you know, it's right. like, it's not top tier Pixar. And it's weird because I feel like it's being presented as top tier Pixar. Right. Um, right. You know, in the same way we're saying like, yeah, there's like, you know, these black Adam is a little bit more obscure DC film right. as opposed yeah. to flash, which is, it's like mainstream. I feel like sure. that same comparison could be made, you know, but like there's, yeah. it doesn't fit quite as well. Totally. So, I mean, tough box office weekend. Um, very much. I will so. also point out my, uh, excitement over, uh, transformers, uh, rise of the beasts. Mm-hmm. has fizzled a little bit in that like it also <laughs> seems like it's not very good yeah. um i had hope i had such hope um yeah. transformers rise of the beast is in its second weekend where it dropped off i think it, we said like what like 67 percent something like um, that high 60s yeah not good uh, not good at all so um, i don't know uh the other thing is is like i'm not going to see any of these you know what i mean right like i have to see spider-man in the theaters Yes. I'd like to see Guardians 3 in the theaters, but I think I'm missing my window on that. But the rest of them, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to see this when it shows up on Disney Plus. Totally. You know, or Max. Yeah, either one. Um, And this is such a big problem with the streamers, too. And something that I've been running into is releasing these ridiculous Rotten Tomato scores like two days prior to the fucking movie releasing. And it's like, oh, critics say it's a piece of shit. It's like, well, why would I go watch it if the critics are saying that it's a 9%? Like, give people a chance at least to see this stuff. Because like Flash was getting not awful reviews, but like not super great ones. And it's like four days before it premieres, 50% of runs. It's like, so I don't want to go see it. Yeah. Well, when there's so much that you sh- like, when there's so much to watch, it's like, yeah, it becomes way more important that like you, t- it feels like you're going to be spending your time effectively. Right. Um, And I think people are just like, well, I guess if it's not that good, I'll see it at some point. Well, and it's expensive as shit to go to the theaters right now. It's like, you know, to go to an IMAX mm. screening, it's like you're paying 25 bucks just for the ticket. Plus, you know, you're 50 bucks in without parking. Yeah. Like, um, and it's like, you really have to want it and it has to be worth it. And if you feel like you got scammed, which I think people were feeling at the end of flash, it's like, I don't know, man, yeah. big, big issues there, but they're was... always not lost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now that we've gotten all the shit talking out of our way here. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe not all of it. Well, not, not all of it, but for right now, um, Wes is come to save the day. Once again, as he always does, yeah. with a- with his Asteroid City uh, limited release, which released um, in four, to- no, six total six theaters total. over four days um, and made $890,000 in those four days, it being in six yeah. theaters. Almost a million bucks in six theaters. <laughs> yeah. Which is just um, astounding. I think it's the best So feature- people seem to be into this one, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. And I read that it was the best uh, like theater average since La La Land premiered in its limited window in 2016. Mm-hmm. For for that, I was like, oh, that's so it's been a minute that's and it's a, actually yeah. performing better. <laughs> that's like a that's a an actual bar to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all is not lost. Not yet. All is not lost. And it's interesting because I try and look at this from like the lay person's point of view, you know? And I think there is something to be said for like New York and LA are going to have, you know, different reactions to a Wes Anderson movie than maybe the rest of the country. For Um, sure. Just given how incestuous LA and New York are. Um, (laughs) That's true. But uh, I mean that in the best possible way. But um there's something I got so sidetracked. I lost my original thread there, but there's something like, (laughs) 
like dramatic and appealing to this. And there is like a spectacle to it. I mean, like this movie looks insane. Yeah. Like visually looks insane. Yes. And I think people are responding to it. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next weekend, this coming weekend. Yeah, very much so when it goes wide. Um, I mean, really, it's like, I mean, I'm speculating, but I think people are just looking for something different. And like you said, we'll wait and see what happens. But people are talking about Asteroid City. People who Mm -hmm. don't really care about Wes Anderson or even really know him as a household name are like, oh, this movie, there's a lot of people in it, which is also like, oh, does it take this many stars in a movie to get people to be like, oh, look at that cast versus like, oh, The Rock is in a movie. I'm going to go see it. It's like, oh, 50 actors are in a movie. Oh, this is probably something. Well, it's also, it's interesting. I wonder what effect like the Wes Anderson trend on like TikTok and Instagram. I wonder what effect that's having of people seeing that and being exposed to that and being like, what the hell is Wes Anderson? Right. And then like, you know, how many people rot, how many people watch the Royal Tenenbaums for the first time this year? Yeah. You know, and are like, what Whoa. you know or life aquatic or like any number yeah. of wes anderson movies um yeah yeah so i don't it, know it'll be interesting to see it will be and it just so happens we have one premiering this year and it's like i, I hope that people take this movie for what it is because i've seen also like there's a, there's a whole totally off top off topic but like all of this tiktok stuff it's like they like the aesthetic of Wes Anderson, but don't get mm-hmm. him as a filmmaker. And so yeah. there's like, you could watch the French dispatch and be like, what the, f- I just yeah. wasted like, Oh, I'm sure you'll be life. able to watch asteroid city. <laughs> there are people that will watch asteroid city and be like, the fuck did I just watch? Why wasn't anything yeah. exploding? <laughs> right. Exactly. Or like, this is so dumb. Um, yeah. I thought there was going to be an asteroid headed for the earth. Right. Which who kn- there could be, I have no idea, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, seeing something like this gives me hope. And obviously, like you said, New York and LA, but like people still want to go to the theater and it's very clear to me that they do and they mm-hmm. don't want to go see The Flash. So they're going to be like, oh, what else is seeing? Oh, I've seen trailers for Asteroid City. Let's go. I've yeah. seen, I've heard about past lives. Let's go. And I think these movies being bad, these being like The Flash and, you know, Shazam, it's the like- The poles, yeah. It's giving people more of a reason to just go like, let's let's try something else that I might not have checked out before. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. This seems like quality is reigning over whatever you'd want to call the Flash. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the next superhero thing that we're going to come up against well i guess we're coming up against secret invasion and whatnot um yeah but trying here to segue to we got our first look slash trailer for craven the hunter yeah um which is a spider-man villain this is a movie coming from sony yeah that's in the same vein as morbius well i i will assume universe as morbius and uh venom yeah yeah um because it's like yeah here's sony saying look we have the rights to all of these villains um yeah. let's make movies about them right and miles morales <laughs> and miles Wait, no, morales. Is that sony? Yeah. yeah that is sony yeah, yeah that's so sony. well yeah and then we have you know phil and miller there uh right right we're just like we're gonna make the most influential animated superhero movies of all time now mm-hmm. like cool um, but Craven. Yes. So what do you, what do you think of this? So when you sent me the trailer and it said red band trailer, I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. So go. first trailer is a red band. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not super normal, but also it's very un, unusual to have R rated superhero movies. It just doesn't happen that often. We've maybe yeah. had like three or four. And so well, I'm and already, Venom has been in that category. Yes. Yeah, Venom and Venom Carnage, I think, are both rated R. No, they're PG-13. No. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Which I was like... So we've only had a couple then, yeah. It was like Logan, Deadpool, and that's it. Deadpool 2. Logan, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and like Watchmen, I guess, if you want to count that. But like, really, (laughs) there hasn't really been any. And so them coming out and being like... And and the one... Okay, I don't think this looks very, like, interesting, I think that it could be, but oh, my initial the reaction. Squad. 
was R. Oh, that's Sorry. right, with gun. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. It but felt that's, almost PG thirteen to me. But anyway. Um yeah. This just doesn't look very interesting. And I don't know why that is. The filmmaking itself looks just kind of like bland and like the the effects, yeah. like all of the fighting is CGI and the effects, like even the blood effects, I'm like this looks rough. rough. Like him like tearing through those guys in the forest. I was like, this like just looks bad. And yeah. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, but I don't know what he's doing. It seems like he has no nothing going on there in terms of a character. I don't, I don't know. know. So, so like <laughs> the only thing I know about Craven the Hunter is from like the nineties animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I don't, you know, I don't really know anything. Um but is that what his power set is? Like he kind of, but like I don't know the origin, but like the thi- so what? this kind of lost lost this kind of lost me after like about a minute. It mm-hmm. lost me in the part, and I guess spoilers for the trailer, but it lost me in the yeah. part where it, like it seems like they implied he was like bitten by a radioactive lion that gave him lion powers. Yeah, that's it's too yeah, it's too close to Spider Man to be like and Morbius. <laughs> this is and Morbius to be like this is different and he's like like there's the one little shot of like the blood dripping into his wound and i'm like his blood yeah yeah so i'm like is it like a magic lion lion i like what i don't understand so i don't know and i don't know how close that is to his actual origin story and all that kind of stuff but i'm like Mm -hmm. this literally from that moment on i was like this feels like exactly what we've seen before yes this feels like morbius this feels like here's you know an anti-hero that's like kind of gonna do his own thing Mm mm-hmm but it, it's like it's weird because I don't even really remember what the R-rated part of it was. I was like, I don't. It was just. I like guess there's a part violence. where a guy gets stabbed in the neck, but like, yeah. Um, but it seems unnecessarily R-rated. Well, for them to do their first R-rated on the, not yeah. first, but like out of their yeah. no, yeah, for Sony, it's the first. It's like why not do it yeah. for Venom? Like yeah. that makes way more sense than this, where you're just like, oh, let's maybe they're like, this movie is gonna tank. We need to do something to juice it a well, little bit. Like, so here's here's the thing is I'll say is like I feel like Craven here is 100 percent like Sony still quietly building to their like yeah villain like mashup movie yeah because they have Venom because they have Morbius and like now they'll have this I'm like I bet there's a couple more of these coming in the next few years and then they'll be like here's our big like Insidious 6 you know sure if they're all bad no one cares yeah. <laughs> it's like do you really want to watch that movie and like Venom is is fine fine but like Venom's not some like pillar of the superhero genre yeah like Venom Two was kind of fucking stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Even though I think Venom did make a billion dollars, but that's like I don't know how. Like I still don't know how. I, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I think Venom is arguably like a much bigger property For than sure. Morbius or Craven. You know. Um, totally. But I, I'm just like I don't. I, and this is coming. This is what October. Yeah. It's or, like a few months away and yeah. like there's been no conversation about it. Nothing came out that I saw came out of Comic-Con nope. or like anything. It's just like, yep, here it is. Here it is. Red band. Um, which I mean, we speculate on that kind of stuff all the time, but it's like, it seems like it's like, yeah, they're just like, well, we got to keep making these so we can get to the place, you know, that we're going, which I'm like, I feel like is going to be like, a, oh, and he, they're like, here comes like Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man or something to fight them all. Right, right. Um, you know. <laughs> I know. And there's a thing at the end where he's like, oh, I'm Rhino. Yeah. And I was like. And I'm like, way to give away like your one big like. Yeah, the reveal. Reveal. <laughs> like, what the. F- they really don't know. And like, talk about Rhino being like another C-level character. Like, This is like the meeting of like a bunch of people that nobody have heard of, has heard of. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, if they are building to a Sinister Six, but can't really do that. Yeah. That's what it is. Sinister Six. Insidious Seven. No, Insidious Six. <laughs> Insidious Six is what they called it in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon because you couldn't say Sinister right. on Fox Kids. Sure. Um, I, I said it earlier and I was like, that's not what it is. But like, but it works. I don't remember. It, it didn't yeah. click anything in my brain. Yeah. Well, it's in the same thing that Morbius in that cartoon had 
couldn't drink blood, he drank plasma. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my fucking Because God. Fox Kids. Yeah, you can't do um, that. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not excited for this. I'm. It's just kind of like a nothing. Maybe I'll go see it. Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, man. I put it in the same category as Black Adam and like Venom. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm gonna watch it at some sure. point when it comes out. You know, I watched Morbius. Like yeah, I got yeah. You know, um, I like I I will never not be curious about these. Sure. I will never not be curious to like what they did and how they did it and like why it's so bad or what makes it great or like all this stuff. Like I'm, I, I don't think there's a superhero movie that I'm like, I haven't seen that. Right. You know, but um, you're not anticipating it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'll see it whenever it shows up in front of me when I'm staring at my TV. At home. Right. But if it never released, yeah. I would be cool. Like yeah. I would be fine with that too. Um, yeah. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. It's just weird that this is the one R rated movie. It's like so okay, so if this bombs, then you'll never do another R-rated, mo- like, Sony, like, I just, it's just a weird one to throw all of this away on. I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish, it sucks because it's, like, their one big prop, but I wish Sony would just be like, let's just do Spider-Man, we'll do a Spider-Man movie every couple yeah. of years, and we'll make a billion dollars off of it, and then in a few years, we'll do another Spider-Man movie. What's like, wrong with what that? they've been doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you have one already this year, Sony, like, you know, and you got one next year, like, right. Just chill out a little bit. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to be doing this. It's a weird thing. I feel like this, I feel like what we're getting is Sony and DC kind of finally catching up to where they said they were going to get like a decade ago. Yeah. You know, because like, I mean, you remember the end of the amazing Spider-Man two mm-hmm. where they set up this inter- like he goes down into the thing and it's like, there's Doc Ock's arms and the goblin slider and like, right. all this different stuff, you know? Um, and that's when Paul Giamatti's rhino shows up. Right. Uh, like they, they've been building that since when was that? That was, that was like t- 20, 2011, maybe 2012. It was a long time ago. 2014 amazing spider-man 2 2014 2014 so yeah almost 10 years ago <laughs> and they are really like and i will and now they're catching <laughs> up to it but nobody cares anymore because we're kind of getting over the superhero genre they're way too you know? late they were held back another too late and there's nothing you can do to remedy it because before this was venom and morbius and it's like bruh like yeah you you got it's it's failed it failed already like what can we say um and wait yeah. madame webb or madame webb is that part madame of this webb. oh yeah that's coming too yeah 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 is that sony it must be that's sony yeah and because like, that's another like uh that's another spider-man like sub character that they have the rights to from when they like bought all the rights to spider-man right <laughs> and they're like uh who can we throw in this role I, can, I think it's Dakota Johnson, right? It is Dakota Johnson, yeah. And Sydney Sweeney's in that, too. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. But that's also going to be a thing. I don't know what Dakota Johnson's doing in there because Madam Webb is supposed to be, like, ancient. But, like... Oh. I don't know. Um, again, a lot of what I'm going off of is from the cartoon from the 90s. But, like... Sure. That seems like it's another thing that's, like, here's a stepping stone to get to some unknown place that we're building to. Right. You know, like they're not just doing a Craven the Hunter movie and then a Madam Web movie and then like whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Like this is clearly a storyline that you've laid out. Right. It's part of something yeah. bigger. And I think that's what gets yeah. them in trouble because it's like, who gives a fuck? Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess speaking of something bigger. Um, yeah. That we're concerned about, I guess we have our first look at Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Netflix live action show. Yeah. Um, so they released four images of of um the 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 gang. Yeah. And they also uh, technically released like a t- tiny little teaser, which is just like nothing. Yeah. It really is nothing. Yeah. Um uh remind me, because we haven't talked about Avatar The Last Airbender in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> sorry i i got sidetracked because i opened up uh twitter for a second and the sinister six is trending sure um 
because with the release of the Craven the Hunter trailer, all of the original Sinister Six have been adapted to live action. It's Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, oh. Vulture, Mysterio, and Craven. Oh, snap. I mean, that's yeah. kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, but anyway. Oh, man. Anyhow. Anyway, um, yeah, so remind me your relationship with um like the original tv Avatar. show yeah. yeah uh huge fan love it loved it since i first saw it when i was a kid um have rewatched the entire series i don't know countless times um was very very disturbed by m night's version of it and uh yes yeah it's one of those like stop touching this type type of thing like mm-hmm. why the hell are you trying to do this in live at like to doing this at all like i don't understand but no i absolutely love it um what about you i think we're in the same i mean yeah i i love like avatar i love the last airbender mm-hmm. you know no it's avatar i i, I want to like make a distinction so yeah. we don't get confused about like avatar yes um but I also don't want to say The Last Airbender because that's what they called the Shyamalan movie. Wait, it's Avatar um, The Last Airbender, I guess we have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, love it. It's one of those I put them on. I put episodes on all the time. You can watch any of those in any order. Um, yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. What do you think of these images? So I'm actually not dissuaded by the images. I think that everyone that they've chosen to portray these four main characters, or I guess five, because don't, didn't they have someone as Iroh as well in there? Um, mm, I didn't see that, but... Oh, well, they, they at least casted him. Um, e- either way, yeah. I think that they themselves look like they would be right for the parts, but we're going off stills. So it's like... Yeah, there's a lot between that and being a good show, but I'm not, you know, as far as it goes, way better than the than M Night's uh, casting decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't make me excited, but <laughs> yeah, the outfits look great. I'm here for the casting. I don't know what it is, but like all four of these images look like they're AI generated. They do. It's so bizarre. I don't know if they're just like over processed or like what but like literally this feels like a prompt that like an ai would kick out if you were like give me a live action you know Sokka. right right which is weird so i don't know and i'm also really really hesitant on this one because this is the series mm, yeah. that the the original creators left yeah over creative differences um and it's also just an adaptation of the first season right so it's like, which is weird. Is this yeah, like, we know that necessary. story. Like, give me more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But it's also, that's probably a rights thing because there's also avatar studios, which is over at paramount now who are doing all kinds of avatar content coming your way. Right. Um, which is the original creators, which um, is the original. Yeah. That's so, uh, Michael Dante, DiMartino and Brian Coden, Kunizitko. Sure. Yeah, I apologize. I know I know that's wrong, but uh <laughs> I mean I don't th- so they, they left the Netflix they left the Netflix show and went to Paramount, which mm-hmm. is like where Nickelodeon originally was, and was like, Yeah, like let's do a ton and we're getting, you know, a new series from them, a couple new movies. Um I don't think there's I don't think they have a live action thing going there. No, no. Um I think it's all animated, but like I am so much more looking forward to that than I am like this adaptation i'm gonna watch this it's gonna be crazy um but it could also go very much the way of like cowboy bebop where i'm like this is so terrible (laughs) this is just bad Um, yeah and it does make me nervous the the straight adaptation from season one to here it's like what are you gonna what are you bringing to the table is my question yeah um and why i i just don't understand these kinds of adaptations and well, and it's one of those, I'm like, short of the, like, Disney live action adaptations, I'm like, are there th- are there things that are just like, yeah, let's take an, something animated and just copy the whole story? You know, what's weird is they, they literally just released, and I, I didn't throw this on the docket, I don't know why, uh, One Piece, the anime, is also being I saw, adapted to live action. I saw action, a trailer for that, yeah. Which is like, if you're going to do a fucking anime, 
you're not going to do One Piece, dude. It makes no sense yeah. to bring this into live action except for the fact that it's massively popular. Um, I'm just yeah. like, same thing, dude. Like, it's just because this is an insanely popular show. And they're yeah. like, you know, people will watch it regardless. And with Netflix, they only care about the first click. They don't give a shit if you like That's it. That's true. Which is such a big issue. Um, yeah, the One Piece thing, I'm like weird. I, I feel like uh, anime adaptations are turning into the new like video game adaptations of like there you there aren't good ones. Right. You know, I think of Cowboy Bebop. I think of that yeah. god awful um, Dragon Ball movie that they made a few years ago. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, I think they made a Death Note film, um, they, I, which I didn't see. They did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think there's a My Hero Academia coming as well. I think so. And I believe that Attack on Titan is also coming. And I'm just like, man, these, d- yeah. you know why they're animated, bro? It's because they like, yeah. they work well, like that. <laughs> We can throw ghosts in the shell in there too, you know. Um, oh, Jesus. It's just a thing that, which like, but like everything we're saying here kind of also gives me pause because like, you know, while not like a traditional anime mm-hmm. in that like it's well American made, like sure. uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is like pretty much an anime. Y- yes, very much so. You know what I mean? Um, And like there are certain things that just don't translate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw a thing on the internet the other day that was like, can we all take a moment and pause for, and appreciate the fact that like every time we see Aang airbending, like no one else in the room sees that. You can't see air move. Right. It's air. Yeah. So like when he's like sitting on his like little spinning air ball kind of thing, it's like he's just floating. He's just floating there. You know, like. <laughs> maybe you can feel wind coming off of it, but like, you know, so it's just like, that's, it's things like that that are like, how does this really translate into a live action kind of thing? And like, I'm sure it can be done. Sure. Um, Disney has certainly been trying. Yeah. But again, I, I will say I, I haven't watched any of those, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, like you all watch this. I just think like with anime, there's yeah. such a specific style with energy that is conveyed that you just like there's a reason it's animated that way and with these Mm -hmm. like they're picking insane properties that require that like if they tried to do like there's never been like there's detective pikachu there's never been a live action pokemon movie you know why because it'd be fucking ridiculous like are you kidding me it just doesn't work um well and that's like the you know detective pikachu is very much like this is not like a Pokemon movie. It's not like Ash right. or whatever. Like it's not in, it's not a Pokemon. It's like, here's a play on this universe. That's like a variation, which is like what we're kind of saying here. Right. You know, of like, give me something different with avatar that exists in this space. Right. Um, you know, and I just, I, I don't know. It's weird. We'll, we'll both um, check it out, but I'm not anticipating yeah, this i'm gonna watch it but like i'm way more hyped for the new movies coming from avatar studios and paramount Plus. same here same here take that netflix yeah um <laughs> doesn't matter though because netflix has rebel moon yeah they do let's go um rebel moon new movie i don't know how much i'll have to say about this but rebel moon new movie coming from uh from Zack snyder yeah um your fave <laughs> My, my absolute favorite director of all time. Uh, this has been coming for a long time. People are hyped for this. Yeah, I think. Kind of, yeah. Like, Snyder he's been fans. doing this for years now, right? Yeah, and this is something that he has written, like, over, like, a 10-year period. Um, and finally has gotten Netflix's attention enough to, like, do it. Um, yeah. It, here's what I'll say. He's never done an original movie before everything, every single thing he's done. Oh, has that's been not true. Re- well, army of the dead, but like, well, I was going to say uh sucker punch. Oh, did he write that? Yeah. Oh God. Never mind. Take back everything <laughs> I just said. Okay. His original movies are really not that good. Unfortunately, um, which is what's making like, this is, <laughs> I don't know. Watching the teaser because it was like a behind the scenes, like docu short thing. Yeah. Like, look, we're making it. Yeah. It looks really, really not big, which is weird. Cause the whole thing is like 
it's the biggest thing we've ever done, which is crazy. It's Zack Snyder. He only takes big swings, but it's like, this is the biggest thing we've ever done. And everything I see is like a bunch of people in farmland, like running around. And I'm just like, yeah, it's all from like one set. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, who knows? But, um, I don't really one know. One would assume the moon where the rebels are. Yeah. You, you'd hope, but I don't know what to think yeah. about this at all. Cause this is also part one. Apparently there's a second movie coming. Um, I really don't know. This is kind of like the inverse of what we've been talking about, where this is nothing to do with anything we've ever heard of, and it's also not going to a theater. It's going straight to a, to Netflix, but yeah. it also feels like it's not going to work. Like I just like I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's, I mean, it, we. <laughs> it's funny to think about because we talk so much about like IP and like top tier tentpole stuff versus like you know, more indie auteur kind of things. And I'm like, Rebel Moon here really wants to be part of this indie auteur movement. And it's like the biggest IP director on the planet doing like exactly whatever he wants, which like, I guess is in the same vein as like Damien Chazelle doing Babylon kind of thing is like, here's whatever you want to do. But like, I, Zack Snyder's not Damien Chazelle. Exactly. He hasn't proven himself. You like, know. it's just... Yeah. Yeah. He's had... I mean, yeah. He has, like, a massive following that's obsessed with him for doing Justice League and things like that. But, like, I don't know. I would say... I mean, you know my opinion of Zack Snyder. Like, yeah. most of his movies don't hit for me. I think yeah. 300 was really good. I really like Watchmen. Um, but those were, like, his, in his first few movies. I know. Um, <laughs> there was, like, and over 10 like, years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, you know sucker punch is a travesty it's just, like i I'll, I'll never get over sucker punch which i think is where a lot of my Zack snyder uh hate stems from but. yeah yeah and then like he he went over into dc and did a whole massive uh, job there um so yeah it's just weird because these types of movies like i don't know these like aren't made ever like that's the even yeah. when people are given 300 million dollars it's like for the fucking irishman or something like it's not like these yeah. exact kinds of movies are really not made and there's actually a gareth edwards movie coming out called the creator which is in the same like big original sci-fi vein um mm-hmm. that i think like nolan is more known for but like these swings aren't taken very often and aren't given tons of money so I'll check it out. I just yeah. think it looks a little like bland. It's, well, it's like it, it wants to be this like a tour, like big swing yeah. kind of thing, but it feels like red notice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it feels like six underground or it feels like just these kind of like, or it feels like ghosted or like these just kind of yeah generic, like here's your baseline story thing. And like, look at, look at all this fun stuff explode. Right. You know? Right. And look, all of it's in slow motion because it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's all in slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. There's one clip in it. There's, in this behind-the-scene thing, there is one shot uh, of, like, it's a guy, like, he's got his arms over and he's, like, swinging down on somebody. And I'm like, that is absolutely in slow motion. There's oh. no way that that's just, like, running at full speed. Totally. I, I believe that Zack records everything at 120 fps and just like down frames when he needs speeds to. up what he wants yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean netflix man they're they're doing some stuff right now um they're doing stuff there do you want to talk about squid game or let's touch on it briefly. it'll be it'll be our last thing yeah let's touch on it just briefly <laughs> okay um squid game the challenge which is their reality show is still coming yeah somehow i don't really know how um i know that this show probably costs Which a lot it's <laughs> not season two of squid game let's be clear like it's like yeah it's it's arguably the most just like capitalism move of all time yeah <laughs> yeah and um, um, has the largest prize in reality TV history and is based off of a show that critiques the exact thing that they're doing in the show. And yeah. I don't know what Netflix is doing with a lot of the things that we just talked about. I thought that they were going to start to kind of correct themselves, but none of the three things that we just mentioned is like an indication of good. So I don't... Well, but I, I will also say that I'm like, I feel like 
they've made that pivot and we haven't reached the like release of that pivot kind of stuff yet. Like this is still stuff that was yeah, just it coming was down made. the pipeline to begin yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but like, here's the thing is like squid game. The challenge could be interesting. Um, there was the, uh, what was it called? What was that show? That South Korean like reality show. It was on Netflix. The um, 100 something. 100 bodies. Something yeah. like that. It was, or was it the 100? I don't think it was the 100. It was like the one. It was the something 100. Wait, hold on. Physical 100. Physical That's 100. That's what it was. Which was insane yeah. and in, intense. Which was absolutely insane. Loved and it. I was so into that. Loved um, it. <laughs> like that was so good. And so I'm like, there could be something here for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like this Squid Game challenge is they they release this footage, which like the thing I looked was in nine sixteen, which yeah. like is a whole nother thing to yeah. pack out, unpack. But like mm-hmm. it's like all of this stuff being like, remember Squid Game, remember Squid Game, and then it cuts with like the doll turning her head, and I'm like, and that there is the point where everyone stops caring, right? Because like it's. Like, cause I'm like, I will bet it's like paintball or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be something that's like, oh, look, and there's no stakes. Right. Right. You know, which like, obviously, cause it's reality TV, but like that, but, like your comparison to how good squid game was dies in that exact instant. Right. Then it becomes a reality show. And then it's like, it's not compelling because you know? it's like a chance. Yeah. It's like a lot of them are just random chance. It's not like necessarily yeah. about whether or not you're good. And it's like, so then what yeah. fun is that? Yeah, like I mean, are they and then like are they just gonna go through the different Squid Game challenges that we've all seen and know how to do now? That like- we've all seen, <laughs> yeah. Like the whole like lick the back out of the cookie kind of thing is like that's just what everyone's gonna do. Like, right? You know, and and you just know that like the whole scene when they're in like holding. Oh yeah. You know when they're not out on the games, it's just gonna be like the like confessional like conversation stuff. Yeah. And the producers will like, you know, add a little drama here and there and try and make people fight amongst themselves. And it's like, it will just turn into a classic reality. reality. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) I mean, it it begs the question of how much of an overlay is there between the people that love reality TV like that and the people that love Squid Game? Because I I don't know how comparative that two groups of that's like. HBO Warner Warner Discovery's whole market share now. It it is, yeah. Uh, I wonder how many people are actually going to watch this, like truly, because I think that they're just the oh the Squid Game name, like oh let's watch see what this is about. And again, I'll I'll definitely watch the first episode. I don't know how far I'll like. I want to see what it is, but I don't know how far. But I don't know how far I'll get. Yeah. Yeah. So very strange. Netflix doing doing some well, this is the remainder, like you said, of their weird stuff that, that yeah, was going yeah. on. Uh but whoo not looking too hot right now. Um Yeah. Um did they also I feel like I just saw news about Squid Game season two as well. Um they released they announced the cast or like cast four members, people yeah. that are joining and I think he's still yeah. writing it. So I don't think that like, we'll see that for like two years or so. Um, yeah. Which is like, I get it, man. You, the dude spent 10 years writing a squid game or 20 years. And then now he has to do season two in like 12 months. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's Rough ridiculous. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So like outlook, not so good, I guess. Except for, unless you're Wes Anderson. Yeah, and I guess it's not fair because, like, we did literally just talk about a lot of the big IP stuff. True. But, you know, um, there is still a lot of... It's true. It's true. But there is still some good stuff coming. um, And we will highlight that to you, dear listener, as it comes. Um, We will. We will. Yeah. But for now... That'll do uh, let's let's bring it back uh, and let's talk about our recommendations. Let's do it. As of this recording today, uh, it is Juneteenth. Yes. Um, so to celebrate that, um, yeah. we are going to do a recommendation of a uh, a film that celebrates 
uh, black voices. Yes. Do you want to go first on this one, Josh? Uh, I can. Yeah. I? Uh, you know what? No, I want you to go first. I feel like I've been going first a lot. Okay. I want to hear because I have that's two fair. that I'm going between. So if you choose one, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Um. So this is like I mean a wide category. Um, yeah. And there's like a lot to lot to choose from. I'm going with one that I watched a few years ago. That's always kind of stuck with me. Um, it's a 2019 Eddie Murphy movie mm. called Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Um, Underrated. So Dolomite is my name uh, is a movie about uh, Rudy Ray Moore uh, who goes by Dolomite, who made like a bunch of, exploitation films in like the 70s um and dolomite is my name is sort of a his story as portrayed by eddie murphy and eddie murphy is absolutely incredible in this yeah um it's one of those movies where you go ah yes like eddie murphy is an incredible actor yeah you know like there is depth to this there's a lot going on um Cause you know, you see, you see some Eddie Murphy movies and it's like him kind of doing whatever he wants and, you know, being um, a goofy. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Being like a goofy, you know, I think of like, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, but Dolomite is my name is like really, really good. It's like so complete. Um, the cast is incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have Eddie Murphy obviously, but Keegan, Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, uh, Titus Burris, Wesley Snipes plays like, I want to say the director in it. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. Um, but it's like such just like a crazy performance. Right. Um, of just him being ridiculous. So like, I don't know. And you know, I don't know. I, I love this movie. I, w- I want to watch this movie like tonight now. It is really good. And it's one that I think is underseen yeah. for some reason. I think it's because people thought yeah. like, oh, it's Eddie Murphy, like doing his Eddie Murphy thing. Doing his like, Eddie Murphy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he fought to like get this, uh, this movie made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie Murphy did, you know, for a long time. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, man. So yeah, Dolomite is my name. It's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So there you go, tying into what we've been talking about. Um, True. But it's a great Netflix movie. Um, Love it. And it's worth a watch. I got to put that back on my watch list again because I I saw it when it released and then I want to rewatch it again now. Um, let's yeah. see. Well. I want to say that was like an early incarnation of my like Saturday 7 a.m. Oh, uh, sure. Habit. Yeah. I don't think I watched it on the Saturday at 7 a.m. because I lived in a different house at that point. But like, it was like early morning and I was like, I want to watch a movie right now. Yeah. And threw this on and had no idea what you were in for. Um, Yes. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I I do need to rewatch that movie again. Uh, All right. So the movie I'm going to recommend is one that I can't believe I hadn't recommended already. Um, It is... And I just had to go back and look again because I'm like, there's no way we haven't recommended this movie. But um, I'm going to recommend Do the Right Thing because it's my favorite Spike Lee movie. Yes. Um, I have it on DVD. It's maybe the first Spike Lee movie that I saw, which is interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think is one that is from him probably the most watchable because some of his movies can get really tough. And this movie does get tough. That's fair. Yeah. It is like this movie does get tough oh it gets tough but throughout it is so engaging i think part of what it is is like the photography is so beautiful like it's shot in this way that like it just reminds me of like kodak gold like film and like Mm -hmm. it captures the 80s summer because so basically do the right thing um follows this kid named Mookie who is portrayed by Spike Lee who lives in Bed-Stuy which is you know in Brooklyn and um on the hottest year or on the hottest day of the year and it's just kind of like a day in the life for them and uh it's all about characters and it's all about just Mookie going from place to place and interacting with people like it's all about the people of yeah. the neighborhood and um and then there's this pizza shop which is owned by uh wait who was it it was danny aiello and i think it was john turturro right yeah and john turturro yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and like it deals with the classism and the racism of the time and is 
like obviously centers like the very real issue of police violence in the black communities that's still yeah. going on now, but really present in that uh, period of time. But it's just a highly entertaining, engaging, and even though it is tough, it's still fun to watch. Like you get Giancarlo Esposito in there and Rosie Perez and mm-hmm. Sam Jackson as the DJ. Like just you get these yeah. like little portraits of people. Um, and it's 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 just a fantastic movie. I don't know what else to say about Do the Right Thing. It's amazing. It is. Um, it, I mean, it's it's so incredible, and it's it's one of those ones that like, you know, had a very specific style when it first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I would say it was probably meant to be almost like current di- current day when it came out. You know, totally. I think it was 89. Like came, yeah. So it came out in 89, right? So I'm like, it can't be, maybe it was like a year or two earlier, but like it's it it's of its time. But like, totally. It, its story has never gone like out of style or like felt dated, you know? Right. It's just gone from like a, a current movie to like, here is a, it feels like a period piece now that's about modern issues. Like it's still exactly. so like, it's dealing with like, it's dealings with racism and all this kind of stuff is still so like applicable and like right current, you know, um, totally. It's wild. And the other thing is like, I think that it portrays people as people, you know, flaws and yeah. all. And you see like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just go watch, do the right thing. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's just yeah. a five star movie through and through. So um, it is yeah. 100%. Um, and I think you either have to rent that or Maybe it's on Roku, but it's worth renting for four bucks or buying to be for quite sure. honest. So either way, um, yeah, that's a nice th- good. I mean, obviously it's a good double feature, that's, but like that's you know <laughs> that's a solid double feature. Yeah, and it's like two different eras um, in time, but like still dealing with similar situations and um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. like yeah, but yeah, that's a great one. I can't believe we have not, neither of us have recommended do the right thing before. We've talked about it a lot, but I think that's why. Yeah, I kind of just figured <laughs> out of hand that we were, uh, yeah, that we'd already done that. But yeah. um, cool. All right, well let's let's bring it home, Josh. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me. I'm gonna just stop saying Twitter because like I don't use it as much as I did, and I don't want you to it's really legit. find me on there. It's just not a great place to hang out. So you can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram at Josh J Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you, I'll do the same because I open Twitter every now and then and I, well, I've ranted about Citadel on there, but like, sure. yeah, I agree. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram or on Letterboxd, it's at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Um, I, I maintain, I keep hearing that like they're going to free up uh, old unused handles on twitter and i I'm did like, hear that I'm, i i keep my eye out for pixel splitters because i can be on pixel board. splitters hasn't tweeted since like 2011 um, yeah right so come not on, that bro. at pixel split pod uh has tweeted since 2011 but true um, hey, sometimes we throw anyway, an article out there <laughs> it's true it's true but also uh you can find us on letterbox at pixel splitters where you can find all of our recommendations including do the right thing and dolomite is my name that is actually a dope double feature it really is um, it is I yeah. can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we finally did one, Josh. I know. <laughs> nice. It's not Hellraiser um, and uh, the the whatever the clock. Yeah. The <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hellraiser and Aladdin. Yeah. And that'll do it. That'll bring us home. It will. Yeah. Tune in. No. Listen in on Sunday for Tuned In, uh, yeah. where we go through what we we watched this week. Yeah. I think that's that's about all they wrote today. That is, I think you're right. <laughs> there it is. Um, end of pod. <laughs>